Welcome to Thrive 9 to 5, a podcast all about how you can kick ass in the office and in life without feeling exhausted or overwhelmed. Each week, I'm sharing simple self-care strategies, mindset hacks, and time management tips so you can get promoted without burning yourself out. My goal is to help you create success without sacrificing your soul or your sanity. I'm your host, Celeste Harrington. Hey Thrivers, how are you doing? Let me guess, you're going to say, I'm so busy. And that's what we're talking about today. Busy performativeness or performative busyness is probably what I should say instead. I am so fascinated by this topic right now. And I think I have been fascinated by it for a while, to be honest. It always just kind of makes me wonder when people are like, I'm just so busy. It's just really vague. And I honestly think it's because we always want to look busy. Because in our world, busyness equals productivity and productivity means you're worthy. And that's literally all I coach on is self-worth because people are constantly questioning their own worth because our current structure in the workforce or jobs or in life is we really aren't worthy unless we're producing something. That's really what we're taught. And that's not necessarily true. Actually, it's not true at all because your self-worth is completely dependent on the way you think about yourself. So of course, you're going to feel worthless if you think that you're an unproductive POS. Don't you love how I just dive into these topics? (laughs) I don't give you any preview to it. I just dive right in. (laughs) I'm not here to waste your time, right? We all have limited time on this earth. So let's get to the juicy parts quickly. That's why these podcasts are short and easy and digestible. So you get all the goodness quickly. So you can put it into action quickly. So back to busyness and self-worth. Really, it's what it comes down to. So whenever you go around saying how busy you are, it's because you want to come off as worthy. You want people to think that you are a contributing member to society. That's really it. I mean, if you were to go up to someone or they were to come up to you and they asked, how are you doing? You're like, oh yeah, I'm doing great. I just got a massage or came back from vacation or I just took a nap. And usually if you do say that, usually their responses are like, oh, lucky you or must be nice. It's kind of snide and not polite, and there's a lot of envy or jealousy. And it's because they are in the same boat. They are, quote unquote, busy to try and come off as worthy. So fascinating. I think this is so deeply embedded in the work culture for a lot of reasons. I'm reading this book, Deep Work, by Cal Newport. And he really goes into this idea of performative busyness, or he might call it something else, where you are always trying to seem really busy to your peers, your colleagues, and your leadership, because we think that being busy means that we're productive and productivity is what we tie our worth to. And so whenever you think about the workplace, and he dives really into like instant messaging and email and open concept workspaces where people are really easily distracted. And those things are really easy things to check off the list. Like if someone sends you an email or sends you a Slack message or IM, it's really easy just to respond and kind of get a quick hit of, I talk about this hormone all the time, dopamine, 
to make you feel good, to make you seem busy and productive to your teammates and your peers and your boss, because you're responsive and you have all the answers and you can react quickly, which is making you seem like you are a valuable person to the team. And then you use that as external validation to validate yourself, to make yourself feel good. So it's really this cycle. And what's so fascinating is whenever you're doing this work, this what Cal Newport says is shallow work, it's not deep work, like it's easy, it's um, you're easily distracted, you're not really doing undistracted focus time where you are solving the world's problems. Whenever you're doing that, you aren't actually focusing on solving the world's problems. And maybe that's not your job, but you're also not doing your job. And then you complain, this is where I'm coming in on my ideology. Then you're complaining about how stressed out and how busy you are because you don't get anything fucking done. And I'm getting mad about this now because I teach a lot of calendaring and time management systems. And so many times I hear people saying like, they're just so busy and they can't get anything done. It's like, actually, you're really not that busy. You're just over there like farting around text messaging and instant messaging and slacking and emailing. So of course, you're not spending any time getting any of your core work done. If you look at your people's job descriptions, they're not there just to instant message and email people. You were hired to do a really specific job. You were hired actually based on the value that you're contributing to that task, therefore the company. That is why you're hired, which is why it always blows my mind when I'm telling clients and even friends of mine and even my partner, yeah, turn your phone on, do not disturb. Turn your Slack on, do not disturb. Don't be in your inbox all damn day because you're not going to get anything done. I even actually just got off a meeting where I was like, yeah, don't Slack me. My Slack is always set to inactive because I do not answer Slack. That is not the way to get a hold of me. And he was like, good for you. It's like, yeah, I'm glad. Thank you. (laughs) It is good for me. You should try it because people complain all the time about the dinging and the pinging and because it's distracting you from your core work. That's why you're not getting getting anything done. And so this is immediately where people think, oh, well, how can I be available to my team or my manager? They just need me. They need you to do your job (laughs) is what they need you to do. And yes, emailing is part of your job. There's another study within that Cal Newport book, Deep Work, about how much a company spends on the amount of time employees spend emailing. It was fascinating. It was millions of dollars. And it doesn't go to show that email is a terrible method. There's probably a lot of value that has gone on in those emails. But he was talking a lot about emailing and how we spend so much time, one, in our inboxes, but two, pushing virtual paper around, right? You have these dialogues that really aren't that deep. And so when he's talking a lot about deep work, it makes me think, how can I deepen my email responses? Because I'm guilty of this as well. Just we're hitting a response really quickly and someone's kind of bouncing emails back and forth, which is why everyone is a proponent for Slack or instant messaging because you can do that quicker in that format. And I get it. We're in a high technological advanced world where we're expected to keep up with technology and be able to respond quickly. But also that response time is only a fraction of your value, if not part of your value at all. Your value is in the quality of work that you produce. 
And so whenever you're sitting around thinking that you have to be busy in order to be productive, in order to be valuable, you kind of have it backwards. Because whenever you're busy pushing virtual paper around, sending instant messages every 10 seconds, you're not getting anything done. So what is the solution? Well, according to Cal Newport, it's deep work, undistracted time, return on do not disturb. Some people aren't even on their computers, right? That doesn't apply to many people at this point in time. We're all on our computers to do work. But there are so many features out now. I know Apple's doing a lot with do not disturb and really unique things like when you're in working time or home and who you want to contact you and who you can't. There's also just do not disturb as a setting. Turn it off, delete and minimize everything else on your screen and just get to work. And this is, of course, all done in micro steps. I would not expect you to go and do undistracted focused work for four plus hours. Just not realistic, especially if that's not what you're used to. But if you can start with 30 minutes of focused work undistracted at a time per day, that's pretty amazing. That's a couple hours, almost five hours in an entire work week of doing that. Imagine how much you would get done if you had five hours of undistracted focused time. That's where you're contributing your real value. And when it goes to thought work, if you put a coaching spin on this, you have to have a serious mindset shift in order to do that by thinking, Hey, I'm going to contribute this 30 minutes of undistracted time right now to tackle this thing on my list, to get ahead on this project or to actually do this task because it's going to contribute to my value. This is where my brain is being utilized. This is why I was hired. That is when you start to think about yourself as a really valuable, really worthy contributor. Instead of thinking like, I have to be busy and I have to like go talk to this person or be in this meeting or be available. That is not why you're there. You're not there to be available. You're there to do the work. And this is why people get so detached from their work in the first place. Think about whenever you first get a job, you're really excited. You applied for a reason because there was interest or inspiration or aspiration. You're really motivated because it's something that you're really interested in. But then you start pushing around these virtual papers and instant messaging and emailing and the surface level work. And it takes you away from the deep work that you were excited about in the first place. So whenever you think about your brain, you're a contributing member to a society, to the work Think about your values and the work that you really enjoy doing. How can you set yourself up for success to do that, to continue to contribute in a way that is valuable, not just for you, but for the company you're working for, for the world that you're living in. That is what makes you worthy. Not the busyness, the visible busyness. I think he talks about that too. That's why we think we all have to be available all the time because we need other people to see that we're busy. And that's why people have a hard time with what Cal is calling deep work because it's not necessarily visible work. Sitting down nose to the grindstone, wherever you're like really focused and undistracted and unavailable, no one can see the work you're doing. But what they can see is the outcome or the result of what you're creating. And that's pretty magical. And that is actually what you're rated on. 
When you think about like performance reviews or annual reviews or quarterly reviews, whatever it is, the performance evaluations, you are judged on the outcome. You are judged on your performance. Even if you're an entrepreneur, you're judging yourself on the goals you meet, on the clients you serve, on the results that you're creating. And you can't do that whenever you're trying to just be visibly busy. Whenever you're saying, quote unquote, I'm so busy, you're not getting anything done. So one of my surefire ways to start getting stuff done is, of course, to turn your phone on do not disturb, to turn your computer on do not disturb. If you aren't even ready to do that, and then turn off all the notifications. Of course, in my teaching and the coaching that I do, you can't take any action unless your mindset is aligned with that action. So if you're thinking like, oh, I have to be available at all times, it's going to be really hard for you to do that. So start questioning. Do you really need to be available at all hours? If you do, I can't imagine you sleep very well. (laughs) There's probably some time where you don't need to be available. Or you could think, actually, my boss probably wants me to focus on this. Or they're not even thinking about your boss. I really want to focus on this. I'm making a difference. This is going to make a huge difference. I'm contributing so much to my environment and the world around me. Those are things that you can maybe start thinking. And if that's even too far-fetched, I know one of my mentors likes to start with, it's possible. It's possible that if I set aside 30 minutes of uninterrupted time, I will make a huge difference. It's possible if I set aside uninterrupted time, I will be worthy. Or it's possible I am worthy if I'm not available at all times. It's possible my worth might increase if I'm not available at all times, which I can promise you it will. So when you start thinking and believing that whatever you're contributing, regardless of your availability, is valuable, you'll also start to think that you are valuable. Because whenever you think that you are valuable, regardless of your emails and instant messaging capabilities, then you'll start to do the deep work the unfocused work, and produce the results that you were hired to do. All right, I think that is enough for you to start thinking about your visible busyness or your secret success that you can create whenever you're focused on what you're creating and what you want to contribute. I will leave one more thing. If you still don't believe me that this is the way of the world, (laughs) Because it might feel like you're swimming upstream. You're doing something different than your peers who are visibly busy all the time. And you're going to do something different, but you're also going to create something incredible. And I'll remind you, whenever you are going through your performance review, your boss will never ask you how many emails you sent. They'll also never ask you how many hours are you available on instant messaging. Your work is very rarely ever valued on the amount of time you spend on it. So you get to decide how you spend your time. Do you want to be visibly busy all the time where you actually don't get anything done and you are trying to be performatively productive and then you stress out that your to-do list never gets checked off? Or do you want to have some uninterrupted work time where you can actually get things done because you really want to? Those items wouldn't be on your to-do list if you didn't want to do them in the first place. All right, my friend. I'll talk to you next week.
Thanks for joining this week on Thrive 9 to 5. If this episode hit home for you, because I know it did, join Thrive Weekly, a newsletter for people just like you who are looking to do success differently. The link to subscribe is in the show notes below. You can also follow along on Instagram at Celeste double underscore Harrington. And as always, subscribe to the Thrive 9 to 5 podcast so you can stay up to date as new episodes drop each week. I'll talk to you next time.